Hey, Jasper, where in Germany are you from? Uh, Lübeck. I'll try to spell that. <laughs> Just say North Germany or uh, okay. you if you want. There we go. <laughs> All right. So I knew saying that I was going to run into a potential issue. Do <laughs> <clears throat> do. Alright, so we've got the picture of O'Leary because she has no camera tonight. Uh, I need to kill the background image of Root. And then we can Bye start. Back. Okay, and I need to move your video back. Yeah, I'll see what's going on. With if, I think it's just a version of Skype, honestly. I'll, I'll check it after. Okay. <clears throat> all right are y'all ready to begin yes <sighs> all right i'm ready shall we play a game starting in five four three two welcome to the innkeepers podcast we're glad you found your way here <laughs> And welcome to episode 5 of the Innkeepers Podcast. We are a podcast for innkeepers covering Hearthstone's fireside gatherings. With insight and information, we hope our fellow innkeepers find useful. Our topic for this episode was suggested by our one and own, well, our one and very own, Aliri, and brings a truly international flavor to our show. I'm Patrick from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Andy from Orlando, Florida. And this is Elaine from Halifax, Nova Scotia, in Canada. And joining us today is our very special guest, Jasper from North Germany. Hi. Well, we are super excited to have you here. Uh, Absolutely. Thank and, you for having me. Oh, you are more than welcome. And coming up here in episode five, we are going to be talking about a lot of the aspects that happen when you're running a multi-venue event. Everything from what's cool about it, what's difficult about it, and the problems that arise. And don't forget, for all of your Hearthstone Innkeeper needs, make sure to visit the official Blizzard site, firesidegatherings.com, and our community resource website at hsinkeepers.com. So today's topics, they were inspired by the amazing multi-venue event that Jasper has been running. Hmm. Well met. All right, before we get into talking about uh, running multi-location events, we'd like to introduce you to our special guest, Jasper. So Jasper, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been an innkeeper? And what's your favorite part about being an innkeeper? Okay, I've been an innkeeper, innkeeper, I was about to say, whatever, uh, innkeeper from the beginning, basically. So we started in summer of 2013 or 14. 14? 14, I think. No, 14 was uh, the recent year, right? So we started in that year, and then just with one first gathering in the summer and one to BlizzCon, and the one at BlizzCon was so big that we said, we need to do this monthly. So that's how we started. My favorite part about it is, well, for me personally, the 
besides having all these people, like-minded people together, it's the journey for myself that this thing has become. It's brought me all over the world. It's it's the, the greatest hobby I've ever had to me. Now, one of the cool things is we were able to actually meet Jasper at the uh, Innkeeper Summit, which a lot of you guys did. I uh, got a chance to meet him in California. So it is something that did bring you internationally across the, the pond, as it were, uh, to visit California. And it was really cool meeting you there, sir. Absolutely. Well, it was an absolute tremendous experience to see all of those different people, different cultures, different innkeepers. But basically, everyone with with the same mindset, fireside gatherings, esports, gaming, that was an absolutely cool experience. So getting into the logistics of running a multi-location event, I just came off the heels of participating in Blizzard's Tavern versus Tavern, where I had help running mine. In fact, I had an admin on my team who pretty much did everything for it. I had to deal with some of the headaches, some of like logistics of getting people in the right place, cancellations, availability, communications issues, connectivity issues, rescheduling. It just seemed like for that small of what it was, our deal was in the Tavern versus Tavern because of Hurricane Irma, the state of Florida was left on its own to do its own little side tournament, if you will. Our leg of that tournament was left up to uh, up to us to uh, manage. And it was a giant nightmare. We got through it, but there were so many logistical issues that popped up. How do you deal with logistics of a multi-venue event? Well, well, that's that's a large topic, of course. Um, a lot of things involved. And um, the main thing that I do to deal with everything properly, because of course we are all volunteers here. I have a, a team of, let's say, two to ten people, whatever I need, and whatever the timing is, I can get up to 12, ten to twelve to fifteen people for such an event up. Um, but the main thing that I do is everything goes over my desk. So because we are volunteers, I don't know who's up at which point and how this would work and who would drop out because he's getting a child or something. Everything for this ran over my desk and by that I had an overview view over over uh, about everything uh, of everything uh, overview. Doesn't matter. I had an, an overview. And that's uh, the thing that I really needed to run this properly. Um, scheduling and all of that, of course, um, we ha you have to prepare good. You had I had like three months. I, I started planning the fire gathering brawl, which was 10 days ago after the innkeeper summit. So that's like I had two months, three months to get the innkeepers to, to get the fire sites in, to get all logistics schedules graphics everything done and it was not enough time in the in, in in the aftermath i have to say next time i need either more time for my, for the whole thing on my own schedule or a longer time frame so that's how we deal with stuff like scheduling venue is always a big problem i mean the tavern versus tavern is a blizzard event so everybody wants to participate so i think there's not the biggest problem to get many venues in such a tournament, but for us, our prize pool is very small. So everything that uh, the, the only thing that motivates innkeepers to get into this tournament is the experience of fire gatherings, working together, competing together, bringing all that together. So that's how we try to motivate uh, to get everybody in. 
I targeted this by aim for like 32 venues. I got 17, which is bigger than the first one, so I'm fine with that. But still, that shows that it's really hard to, to get venues together. Um, the upside of not having such a big price pool like a BlizzCon ticket or something is that conflicts are rather small. We all know that maybe from our own fires gatherings and all of that. Um, not having the biggest prizes makes the competition nicer. People people are attend, attending then to say, okay, you know, yes, I had a DC, but I agree with you. We don't need to rematch. I had lost this match. And that's basically what, what happened here again. I had only one situation where I had to make an admin ruling and everybody was just after I said uh, it's that way everybody was okay okay we do we agree let's let's do that so I'm yeah that's that's most of it language issues just looking at the, the paper here we didn't have any communication was pretty good this time people from from East Europe even started talking German to me and I had to remind them that they <laughs> should please stay in English that's pretty cool that is kind of cool so you make a really interesting point there that the sometimes the lower the prize pool, the less issues you have because people are more they're just having a good time. And that's one of the things we like to promote at everybody's fireside gathering is having a great time. So that's a very interesting point. Uh, now, did each of your venues have their own prize pool or did you just have one big prize pool for all the locations? No, okay. Maybe maybe I should first say how the the whole thing is built. So the fire gathering brawl—that's what we do—is um, a free versus free tavern versus tavern tournament. So every tavern just hosts a regular fire gathering. It normally starting next time it needs to be listed on firesidegatherings.com. This time we didn't not yet require that, but it needs to be a public normal fire gathering. And they also need to host side events, everything like a normal uh, fireside. And they just have these three players that compete there. Hopefully, they have a beamer that shows the stream and have everything for that prepared. So everything I was concerned about, everything we work with are just basically these three players and the admin. And they compete for a small, this time it was, uh, uh, some rocket gear. So every every uh, everyone from the top three teams, so nine players in the end, Got a headset, a mouse, and a mouse pad from Roket. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. The time before, we had the Meltdown bars, which are, of course, a big franchise now all over the world. Uh, then we had just a small money pool and all that. So we try to get some prize, but it's not one of my main focus points. And well, then, okay. and then we no. encourage... Oh, yep. Please continue. <laughs> And then we encourage all the innkeepers just to, uh, to make make side events as much as possible and um, send us pictures and we try to promote all of that also on stream to show that what all this is about, having a good time together. All right, cool. So it seems like there were some logistical challenges, but you overcame those by being the central point of everything, everything coming across your desk, as you said. So you were able to make the final decision on the entire event. And again, I 100% agree that there has to be at some point in time a single person in charge of an event to make that final decision. So Patrick, did you want to talk to him about any of the, the technical issues? Because you are right now our reigning technical <laughs> faux pas expert. You will have that title, my friend, until somebody else has an issue. So Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, talking about 
having multiple taverns involved in an event obviously multiplies the issues that you could run into exponentially. So, you know, we all know that things are going to tend to happen at the worst time possible, and it's just Murphy's Law, basically. But it seems, you know, that you are opening yourself up to more issues like this. So what can really do, what can you do as an organizer logistically to try to mitigate these issues across multiple venues? Have a plan B. No, um, <laughs> right now, right now, I don't think uh, really depending on the issue, of course, if I mean, you have many venues, you have venues from regions which has have bad internet connections. So the likelihood of, of DCs is very high, especially when you deal with Russia. <laughs> Just such a thing they their internet sometimes really, really sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is just stuff you cannot do much about prepare for because you know eventually during this tournament people will disconnect so all you can do and you really need to do that have clear rules communicate these rules as early as possible and as clear as possible and yeah have try to have not a situation where you have to make an unpopular decision or an unclear decision because someone didn't took a screenshot or anything like that and that's the main thing that you have when venue against venue because DCs are the the only big technical issue besides a complete venue being killed by uh, a power outage or something. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only issue that really, really can can come up and really, really hurt you. Disconnects, in in my opinion, that's the only issue that came up. Luckily, we only had. Yeah, we once had, I think, a power outage here in the studio, so <laughs> the stream went down at, at, at something, but still, the main thing of the tournament is the innkeepers cooperating, so the stream going down is bad for the viewership, but it does not hurt everything. Just have fun. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that I guess that, that pretty much covers... Um, you ever have any issues with, like... Uh, matching across multiple locations, like uh, I guess you know, communication is key, obviously. But yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, matching issues and how do you um, how do you sort those out if any arise? Um, what exactly do you mean by matching issues? Like, uh, say you know you have a player who's trying to friend invite, and for some reason the other players maybe not seeing it or something. You know, is it? You just have to holler at the venue admin, or maybe it's a, a client issue. Like, how do you guys handle client side issues? We actually never had any big client side issues. Oh, um, okay. So far, we, we normally we handle that by communication over Discord. We have a Discord server. Every location has its own chat. That's basically what Blizzard does for the HCT2, I think. Mm -hmm. I haven't been part of it this year, so I don't know how they handled it over Discord, but that's how they did it for Skype. And in every channel, besides the admins, I also have the players. And everything, every communication runs through my admin team. I had, uh, for the brawl now, I had three with me, four people, just monitoring all the chats and keeping the game going on, doing the picks and the bans. All of that is done by communication with the admins. We have an Excel form where we just enter every detail and then copy-paste our answers to the chat. Okay. Um, so, 
that's our our workflow so having our my admins and everywhere resolving everything we didn't uh, we we did not for once at least i didn't see it so <laughs> either the innkeepers resolved it themselves in direct communication uh, or it really did not occur in two tournaments with together over 30 venues that there were big issues with the client itself so you, you were talking about having a a shareable document basically the way you you have everybody kind of check in and do do that but do you have like a document for like pre before the events where like you have the admins test the venues basically like what do you if you do what do you kind of test for before the events well no not really i don't before the tournament i just communicate myself with everyone and just have a look at all the uh, all the innkeepers that i communicate with and uh, try to get besides the ones that i already know try to get to know them and really get a feeling that i can trust them with what they are doing and so far that's something yeah that really really worked well a lot of innkeepers of course thanks to the summits um i know not personally so there is no no problem on that front and in italy i, I met a big part of the italian community so really having a personal connection to everyone helps with all of that so there's no big vetting process or something i have some forms that they need to fill out on google, google forms so i have the information of that but still what really helps is stretching the whole registration process over a longer period of time so that i directly see oh they are now late twice what's up there maybe i should talk to them mm -hmm. and yeah that worked pretty well so i don't have any big vetting before the event okay awesome well andy uh do you want to talk about side events at these uh multi uh multi-venue locations yeah, I was kind of getting a feel. You said earlier that you required all of your uh, fireside gathering events that were taking part of the multi-side uh, event to actually have full-fledged fireside gatherings with side events, and you required them to take pictures. Could you go over some of the side events that you guys did? Well, well, um, we ourselves didn't know side events, so we just asked for people do a normal fireside gathering like you always do. You know your own community best you know about everything that you do best. Um, so we had no direct involvement in what side events were held were. That's the first thing. Um, when I look at, uh, I did not yet uh, look at feedback and, and pictures and all of that. So um, that's why I really don't know where, this time which side events were run, but the rest, it's the pretty basic stuff that we all know that works as a community, like uh, Pictionary, drinking games, don't know what they are playing, actually. <laughs> um, there's, there's lots of stuff, but that's something that I uh, have, uh, yeah, I have uh, on my mind really is expanding this experience because it's Fireside with Fireside together to side events. So, like having a Pictionary between two venues or so and a break on the, on the stream. But all of that, of course, is really, really heavy on the production side of the um, whole stream and all that. That's why we did not do that yet. That's so, so looking back at, you've just come off this a couple of, I think you said days ago, you just finished a tournament. What are some lessons learned that you have and like changes you would make for the next time you do it? I know you've already said you try to give yourself a little more time. 
uh, for the planning stages of it. But what are some other changes you think you might make? Well, changes that I'll make more communication even with, with innkeepers. That's something that uh, I've learned again the hard way that you really, really need to keep them entertained, keep them in the loop. I lost once uh, one or two innkeepers again just in the communication at some point. They just didn't, I didn't. I don't know, actually, I did not talk to them yet, but maybe they just didn't feel entertained anymore or, or whatever. So I really, that's uh, the, the main thing you have to do as, as admin and planner of this, keep the communication up and running. And that's something that was really horrible compared to the first broad. Um, we switched from Skype to Discord and it took a long time to get everybody on the other servers. So the communication there was really slow. The chat was always empty. That felt bad. So that's one thing. And also giving the information out to the innkeepers and all of everyone in a more structured way. That's, I, I really, if you look at my emails now back that I wrote in the past two months, that's really, really not structured well, was what, what I would say. So really have a, a schedule, a time plan. I want to send them this information at that point. I need that information so I can that send them that at that point. Having the whole preparation better scheduled so that everybody feels better about the event. I'm, I think the, the only person that really felt bad about it at some point was myself, but still, I think I'm, I myself maybe should feel good about it too. <laughs> no, we all should. And I think as innkeepers, <laughs> yeah. we are the, we're toughest on ourselves. We're our toughest critics and toughest opponents as well. Uh, now, have you thought about using a calendaring system to you know, let people know when you need this stuff by it and when your email is going to be scheduled to send out and I you know, a shareable calendar like Google Calendar? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just I just um, attached in the registration email uh, a table with all big dates, but uh, I had to change the dates like five times or something because the first time I, uh, the first deadline was hit and I only had eight venues, so that didn't work. So I had to uh, lengthen it for like three weeks, which pushed two other deadlines away. So there's a lot of dynamics there because we all, of course are volunteering at least most of us so that's really really hard and i have a big understanding for everyone who says i, I cannot answer you that yet yeah so, and just uh we didn't cover but how long did the event take i know it was a multi-site event but uh what was the uh, time period for the event the overall event took i think 11 hours okay so you get all done in one day that's not yes horrible of, of okay. course because we don't have the funds that we can enforce uh, multi-day FISA gatherings like Blizzard does, for instance, with the um, Tavern, not Tavern Heroes, but the... the tavern uh, versus Tavern? No, the HCT, sorry. Oh, HCT, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, Tavern was also a multi-day event, but uh, on on different uh, weekends. HCT and all yes. that, these are one or two-day events in a row, but most innkeepers without sponsors funding all that cannot find a venue that will host them for two whole days. Mm. That's that's why we had to have to push it into as the smallest time frame possible. Nine hours for normal Pfizer gathering is already a long, long time. So well, it seems like you did a really good job getting it all done in eleven hours. So congrats on that. Thank you. <laughs> but it was planned for nine hours, so <laughs> <That's not bad. laughs> <Not bad. laughs> I've seen worse, yeah. <laughs> all right. 
so there was another big event uh, recently that uh, our own O'Leary was a part of, and that was uh, the Moose Cup, which was also a multi-tavern event. Um, O'Leary, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Moose Cup? I would love to tell you about the Moose Cup City Brawl. Um, so actually, yeah, speaking back to the summit that Jasper mentioned earlier, we there was like five innkeepers from Canada at the summit. It was amazing. And we saw Jasper's presentation on his fireside brawl that he does. And we were like, whoa, we should try and do something like that in Canada. So this, you know, thank you, Jasper, for that inspiration. And the Moose Cup City Brawl is what we work together to build. And we have the most amazing mascot called Steve. He's a moose. And like, we really have had, like, tried to have fun with it. Because also, like you said, Root, like, we are our own worst critics. And the lessons I've learned over the years is if people aren't having fun, like, it just isn't going to turn out as well. Because things will go wrong no matter what. Um, so we've really just tried to have a lot of fun with this and we have run it so that every city held a qualifier to get two players and they ran like consecutive weeks. So I believe first it was Calgary, then it was Toronto, then Vancouver, and then Halifax's was two days ago. And so on the 21st of October, we're holding the City Brawl main event. And on that day, we're all going to be hosting a fireside in our city where our two players are going to compete in this online bracket. But addressing something Jasper said, and also what I saw Scott mentioning in our Twitch chat there about, you know, you can do these really cool big events, but if not a lot of people are competing, like, is there going to be a big draw for other people to be there and to make the fireside like a really big event? So we decided some of us to... Um, have a Hallow's End party with it. So we we had already planned this Hallow's End um, event to go along with it. And then the Moose Cup City Brawl will be streamed there as well. So hopefully it'll like make people more aware of it. But at the same time, it's it, surrounded by this really cool, exciting event. And now <laughs> that um, there's a new Warlock hero skin that you can get from these things and... <laughs> the Hallow's End promotion being announced today, like now we're really excited because it falls within the deadlines for those. So that's, we're doing the same kind of goals where we're trying to just connect people and connect communities across our country, but also having it so that the events um, cater towards a general fireside crowd as well so that we can have a big attendance and hopefully, you know, make it bigger, have more cities the next time we do it. Um, so yeah, that's why it's been really interesting hearing Jasper talk about his because it was definitely the inspiration for the Moose Cup. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you taken any notes from what Jasper has shared tonight uh, to apply to the Moose Cup? Um, I definitely feel, because we started it, we have four cities and we do want to expand it next time if we can. And I think you know, definitely hearing what Jasper said about the deadlines for things and having a really clear communication structure. I think we'll definitely take that to heart and make sure that once we start expanding and having more cities involved, more taverns, um, that we'll definitely heed that advice because I can definitely see how, you know, that could be beneficial. Yeah. Well, I'm already thinking that 
you know, Avantes and I are going to have to represent the United States and take both Canada and Germany on in the first oh. completely global little, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to call it, but <laughs> fun. I don't know what kind of mascot we're going to have. It's going to be, I don't know, some kind of smorgasbord. It had to be patches. Oh, it'll be a zombie of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, was prepared for you. Ooh. <laughs> it, it, I can already tell you the biggest issue is going to be time difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Larry, you already mentioned it, but we have uh, this brand new, what's her name? Nimsy Necrofizzle is yes. coming out. Now, we were all graced at the Innkeeper Summit to get a little sneak peek of her, and then we were sworn to secrecy, and it just killed me. Uh, mm -hmm. That entire time, wondering <laughs> yeah. when they were going to release her. Was it going to be before BlizzCon? Was it going to be after BlizzCon? When was it going to be? And I really thought something was going to happen because I don't know if you all noticed the changes they made to the Fireside Gathering website uh, last week where innkeepers could only have one pre-planned event there for a bit. And I thought that had to do with a little bit of something happening. I thought that was a big hint to... Uh, Nimsy actually being released, and it turns out, I don't know if they're related, but Nimsy's being released. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys doing for this? You guys doing anything special for it? I will start with you, Jasper. You guys do anything, uh, any kind of fireside event coming up just for Nimsy? Well, we have a normal, already scheduled fireside on the 21st. So that's that's big luck. So we actually, this time again, we hit the time frame. We had, didn't have many firesides in Lübeck this year because I was mostly busy with all the international stuff. And also we hosted some firesides at other points. But this time we are there, we are in the time frame. So we will host a fireside. Um, after running only competitive tournaments for the past, let's say, two years, we've now started to embrace more casual stuff. So yes, hopefully we will do something special for that brawl. But yeah, it's been like a brawl for this uh, fireside. Um, it's been announced like two hours ago or something, so I will maybe take more time than two hours to think about <laughs> what we will do. And uh, yeah, most of these two hours I spent cooking, so maybe. <laughs> but we will, we will, we will try to make it an amazing weekend because, of, of course, this is like the biggest chance for every innkeeper to increase the size of of patrons by twenty thousand because people yeah. will go nuts and come to just get this hero and if yeah. we can catch them there and, and show them that this is not only about uh, another hero uh, this is about fun and being together then that's a big win for us so yes i will absolutely try to make this this fireside the best fireside i've ever hosted perfect avantis what about you any plans actually yeah i just um started trying to schedule an event today um gonna kind of tie it into halloween weekend we're looking at the 28th of october in knoxville mm -hmm. to have a 3v3 tag team brawl tournament nice so i've already put the word out to my community to start looking for partners and friends to form some teams and uh we're gonna just have everybody come in and we'll do like a uh depending on how many teams we have we'll probably do like a round robin where you know the other, each team gets to play each team and during each round we'll have the player that is uh on their device switch so that 
each player's account gets a chance to play in the Fireside Brawl, so everybody gets the Nimsy Necrofizzle. Ah, I like it. Ah, that's cool. That's Very cool. clever. So that way everybody gets a chance, and everybody gets the, the hero, and we just have a, like I said, it'll be extremely casual, laid back, just out to have some fun, and we'll probably have uh, some prizes to give away to anybody that wants to come out and hang out with us for the day, and we're going to tie it all in to Hallow's End and have a spooky good time. <laughs> Elyria, do you guys have anything scheduled? One second, my niece is here. Sorry no about worries. my family's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know, happy Thanksgiving up in Canada. No worries. Thanksgiving. I'll talk about, yeah, say hi. I'll say hi. hi. <laughs> oh, my heart just melted. Are you kidding me? Um, okay. We're, we're done dinner. Okay, yes, I'll be out there. Okay? I'll come play very soon. I just have 10 more minutes, okay? I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. Oh, family's always important. That's fantastic. She's so, adorable. She's three, but yeah. Uh, like a little princess. Does she play Hearthstone yet? Not yet. She will. Oh, you can't let her play again. <laughs> So do you guys have anything you planned for the for Nimsy here? For me? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. We so the Moose Cup we had already scheduled the main brawl event to be on the twenty first. And it's actually so funny because so it's um myself, Julia, Justin and Matt, the uh Canadian innkeepers that are a part of the Moose Cup. And so this was literally Thursday last week that we were saying, you know, I think three of us were gonna do Hallow's End theme with it to try and like bring a bigger attendance and then you know it's just a few days later and this nimsy nimsy's announced so we're definitely gonna be amping that up um i want i love themed firesides like i get into love is in the air hallows end last year i had such a blast with it like i really like to go in on decor and just especially around halloween because you can get a bunch of like little treats for your attendees to have and they're usually not like too expensive um because you can get these big boxes of candies that are individually wrapped which is always good for a public event instead of just having an open kind of candy bowl um so yeah i'm really excited i really i'm gonna hallows ended up i'm gonna do a costume contest so if you come in Ooh. costume you'll be entered into a raffle for something really cool um just fun stuff like that and i really love um, Patrick, what you're going to do about making them switch so that they all get it. I think that's actually really clever. So definitely going to do tag team tournament and just have a lot of fun with it, you know. Maybe come up with some cool NIMSY-themed activity, like side event that people could participate in. I think that could be fun. Your niece so actually sounded like she would be a pretty badass NIMSY. Right? <laughs> she probably so would be. <laughs> So I, too, happen to have uh, my normal third Saturday of the month, Fireside, on the 21st. So we lucked out with that. But now I'm thinking I need to go find myself one of those pink uh, wigs with the ponytails or pigtails, whatever Nimsy's got. So I'm going to try to make some. Not for me. I, I, I'll, leave, I'll let Scott do all the dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Scott can pull off a Nimsy. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, just for our, our patrons to come in and, you know, we have a little photo area always set up, but they could do a little bit of uh, self-cosplay, if you will. But I'm definitely stealing Patrick's idea as well. I'm going to be letting him swap out uh, on, a, on their tournaments. We'll have to get together offline and actually put together something, maybe post it up in the Discord, uh, Patrick, so everybody can see what your actual plan is for that. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome for us there. And as luck would have it, this is just crazy talk. 
we happen to be having another uh, fireside gathering that was already scheduled ahead of time on Thursday, November 2nd, which is the day right before BlizzCon. We're having the fireside gathering at Con Before the Storm in Anaheim, California at the Hilton. And now wow. anybody who goes there can come to Con Before the Storm and get, if they don't if they don't have it yet, they can, and there's nothing planned for it whatsoever. It's just basically show up and we'll be doing tavern stuff, all, all the tavern uh, brawls that have available. So you'll be able to get an MC. But there's like no tournaments right now playing because that would just be way too much for me of a, of a logistical issue. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. So we lucked out on that one. It's going to be a great time. Wow, yeah, that is perfect timing. And yeah, that just definitely, like I was planning on probably hosting a BlizzCon viewing party as I usually do, but that's within November 5th. So that's very clever on Blizzard's behalf because maybe you can't get something in place as an innkeeper for Halloween, but you can do something around BlizzCon and have a, uh, sorry, a viewing party and then get people to unlock Nimsy that way. That's or if you already have fun. something scheduled, schedule another one. Just schedule a viewing party that is a fireside gathering that people can get Nimsy at. Yeah. Already done. <laughs> already done. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get to the BlizzCon as German, but we always do like a, a two-day viewing party at our location there. Yeah. Even though it's it's in, in German time, it goes like it runs till 5 a.m., I think. But right. Yeah. Just just a weekend that goes down for that. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. we do have some. Qu I'm sorry, Vanti. Is we no, have questions? No, I was, I was actually just gonna say we have a couple. We have a question from the the Twitch chat. Uh, it was uh, sent to us uh, by Bytes HS. He said, um, and we we kind of talked about this a little bit, and Aliri kind of alluded to it, but. He said, uh, for the two Tavern v. Tavern events I was part of, the gathering seemed to suffer from a lack of attendance. Do you think when the focus of the event is Tavern Champion competition, perhaps people are less likely to come out and be a part of the event if they are not directly competing? How, you know, so what are your thoughts on this, uh, Jasper? How, how do you get regular just non-competitive players out to compete when you're running a competitive focused event like that well that's that's something that i said earlier and um that's something that i i really really em embrace and think every fire gathering is special i don't do big uh, I don't have any guidelines for fire gatherings that participate what they should do and how they should do it. All I require is, guys, please make a normal fire gathering besides that, like always, just do your own thing, your amazing thing that you've done like 20 times. The people love it. Don't change anything about that and have the fireside gathering brawl or whatever across tournament just as the cherry on the top. Have the stream there and something like that and that's it. I don't want the fireside brawl to be I want it to be the the the, uh, the main focus, of course, but I don't want it to overrule everything that the innkeepers do because it's just a part of it. And for the fireside itself, I think still the normal guests and all that—that's just um, uh, the the bigger thing still. So that's what we do. Of course, also our tournament is still so small that nobody really cares about. It. I think most people like when when 
venue in, in Poland hosts the, uh, our tournament, they are just, hey, we have a FISA gathering and it's also that. And people will mostly ignore the also bad that part until they are there and see, hey, okay, there's something, these three guys that are freaking out at that three laptops, what's going on there? But they are still at their own fireside. So not 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 uh, destroying the character of the individual fireside by pressuring the big big tournament on top of it and just crashing it that's that's the way that i try to do it so we did exactly the same thing where on one of our events we actually had uh, we had two teams we were able to enter into the tavern versus tavern tournament and on one of the saturdays where we had our regular event scheduled we also had to have our both of our teams play each other that particular Saturday. And we just made it a part of our of our fireside gathering. In other words, our tournament, as far as our players, our local patrons were concerned, that was the main focus. We said, oh, by the way, off in this room over here, you guys can see through the glass window, these two teams are playing each other, uh, but that, they're doing their own thing and they'll come join us later. Our focus is what's going on here now. And so it was kind of a... A neat thing that was happening at our fireside gathering, but our gathering was the primary reason we were there. Yes, yes, that's that's also how we handled it for the HCT for the uh, preliminaries two years ago. Um, just the main focus of the whole thing was our own local inside tournament. We had the stream and we had the pros, but the pros were completely separated, like 100 meters away in a very different room, and just showed up once a while. So. That's yeah. That's that's how we how it should be done. Have the focus on your local event. Have the other thing there. Have it in a nice spot that everybody can see it. That everybody who wants to see it can really enjoy it. But don't pressure it on your normal people who are there to have just a good time with their all time same friends. Awesome. All right. That sounds good. So. Uh, do we have any questions in the uh, podcast chat from? discord this evening no not not a single one sorry it okay. is uh it's a ghost town in there i'm guessing mars missed the memo mars bad <laughs> didn't uh... it's gonna be so sad he's our number one <laughs> yeah well uh as always this show will be available uh on our youtube channel shortly after we wrap so that everybody will be able to catch it there but let's talk about uh recapping what we've talked about today so um, on today's episode five, we did talk about the logistics of running a multi-location event. Um, we talked about dealing with issues that might arise from those, uh, how to keep our patrons entertained, and uh, our upcoming uh, NIMSY events. So, you know, get out there if you haven't scheduled your event yet for the uh for uh, Firesides for Nimsy, get out there and do that now. There's a lot coming up. Uh, we're going to have another great episode for you next week. Uh, we're still working out our details on who and what that's going to be about. But, Definitely uh, let us know. Yeah, if you oh, guys have any right anything yeah. you want us to talk about, let us know. So, all right. So, uh, Jasper, where if people want to hear more from you on a regular basis, where can they find you? Well, everywhere where the tag Barcraft HL is uh, there, I just type it into the chat. Um, where you see this logo on my t-shirt here, this one, there's all, always normally me behind that um, or other awesome people from the week, of course. I'm not alone on this. I cannot 
uh, do, do you have a Twitter people, people can follow? I have a, I have a Twitter, yes. Uh, BCHL Jodder. Okay. BCHL Jodder. Yeah, Barcroft HL Jodder. Okay. <laughs> um, on Twitter and, yeah, just follow Barcroft HL everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm also on Instagram, Jasper Schwinghammer. <laughs> what, okay. what was that last you? word? Did I hear Schwinghammer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, Root, where can people find you? Uh, easiest place to find me is on the Twitters at Hearthcast Root. And uh, you will find me weekly uh, on my Hearthcast podcast, which is a Blizzard Universe podcast. And then I'm also on another podcast that deals with tech and gaming. It's called Vote to Kick. That's Vote, the number two kick. And that is, again, about a weekly podcast. And uh, it's pretty nerdy, but it's cool. Awesome. And Aliri, how about you? I'm just going to say real quick that we have a very special question from none other than Jesse. The oh, there it is. It manager. popped in. He wants to know <laughs> what conditioner does Jasper use on his hair? Oh, wait a sec. That's a serious question. It's a very important what? question. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you want to go get it, that's awesome. That is not a very serious question coming from Jesse. <laughs> but... I think Jasper went to get the, his conditioner. Uh, yes. He did. That's awesome. <laughs> so That's while funny. he's gone to do that, O'Leary, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? Sure. You can find me on Twitter, just at O'Leary. You can find me there. Ooh, Jasper, do you have it? He's brought his conditioner back. So right now I'm on my portfolio. I, right now, of course, as the basic, I have head and shoulders. <laughs> as the standard thing. And... Just just to, to give you some more German, I have uh, my, my conditioner from Garnier, Wahre Schätze, uh, <laughs> Der Stärkende Reparierer, Honig Schätze. I think, wait, I think he just cussed us out at the end there. <laughs> Strapaziertes, brüchiges Haar. Oh, well, it's working. So, I, heard I heard the word hair. That's the only word yeah, I got yeah. at Working that. for you. <laughs> All and right. Jesse says thank you very much there you <laughs> for go. answering that question. So, Avantis, where can people find you if they want to talk more with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at AvantisHS, or you can find me every Wednesday night at 7.30 Eastern Time on uh, Hero Power. It is uh, my weekly Hearthstone podcast where we talk about everything going on in the communities, in the meta, and we play a deck each week that you might see and kind of teach you how to play it. So if you're curious, you can check that out over on twitch.tv slash ecmmogamers. And uh, I believe, don't forget, uh, you can also find pretty much all of us in the Innkeeper Discord. If you are not a member, you will find the uh, link in the show notes on YouTube. And uh, also make sure you check out hsinkeepers.com and resources.firesidegatherings.com for all of your Fireside Gathering needs. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening, and we hope you all have a great week. We will see you again next week. Thanks, Jasper, for coming all the way from Germany. Thanks for listening to the Innkeepers Podcast. For all sorts of Hearthstone community-related goodness, check out hsinkeepers.com.
come on now. Swing Are you hammer. just roping me along? Swing hammer. <laughs> <laughs>